0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday Morning MV Pro Call. Today is February 27th, and I'd like to welcome those of you that are here live, as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which, of course, you can do by going to MotorVitality.com and subscribing, and then you can listen to years and years and years worth of these things. Um, But if you don't want to do that and you want to have them automatically downloaded to your phone or just uh, go back uh, a little bit and listen to them, then... Uh, you can subscribe to whatever podcast application you use—Google Podcast or or Apple Podcast or Stitcher, iHeartRadio—and just subscribe to Motor Vitality and and set them up, and you can listen that way. We definitely love having you on live. We like it to be a discussion, and to um, you know to to actually not have it the Kelly Thompson half hour with me just you know talking a bunch. For those of you that are new, um, and I do this periodically. Uh There are a couple new people on here, and I just kind of want to explain where this call came from and and uh what its intent is um, very briefly about uh you know twenty years ago when I came in the industry a little over twenty years in fact almost twenty two years um, when I came into the industry. I realized that you know the the manufacturer that I represented that I sold for it was it was kind of like you know rah 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 we're the best everybody else sucks if you don't buy from us you're stupid I didn't say it exactly that way but that was kind of the approach and and as I came up through the industry I started to realize that there's so much knowledge and it doesn't matter what manufacturer you represent as long as you're doing it with integrity and honesty and and um, and what I found was that many of the dealerships or many of the manufacturers did not want people, especially at the lower level. So you know you'd have the water quality association conventions and 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 uh, but they would never send the lower level team members, um, you know, sales or or service or admin um, or even middle management because they didn't want them going out of the bubble. They wanted to basically guide them and teach them and and direct them how to think about the industry and that particular product manufacturer. Well, as I have grown up through this industry, I've come to believe that it is, in in my opinion, the most important industry on the planet. And and there's a responsibility for us to raise the integrity level, personalism level of the industry in general. And so what I wanted to do was create a forum where we could get together and just talk and learn from each other. There's so much knowledge. And, and we are running into, it doesn't matter what manufacturer we represent or what part of the country we're in, we are running into the same questions and the same problems and the same concerns with our customers. You know, it, it, It's the same thing. And so I wanted to create this where we can come together and, and learn from each other. We do not talk about product uh, specific products. We may talk about a technology periodically, um, and we don't talk about companies specific companies. And and I know even with the few people we have on the call today, there are several different manufacturers and product representatives. And and uh, so it really is something that I look forward to every Thursday. And um and I and I hope to To have it to where you guys take something away from it, to where your time is valuable. You know, I know your time is valuable, but I hope it's uh, the information that you get from this is valuable, at least as valuable as your time. So um, I start to call off the same every week, unless we have a guest speaker, which we do periodically. Um, and that is by asking, uh, was there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before? Anything that happened that is worthy of sharing with other professionals across the country or anything, any questions we could answer, anything we can help you with.
1: Kelly, for if nobody else has anything. um, For those of you that are, um, see my Facebook page um, or are part of the water treatment Pros um, Facebook group, which I highly recommend that you join because there's a lot of really good information on Water Treatment Pros um, Facebook group. Uh, I had posted an article that showed up. It wasn't in my Google alerts. It was, I think, because I have a pixel, I get like this Google news feed. And of course, I research water quite often. And um, something that popped up was a very short Five paragraph um, article or blog that discussed um, about how water softeners are not good for the environment, and or at least that was kind of the last paragraph, the fifth paragraph. Residential water treatment or water, residential water softeners discharge too much chlorine chloride into um, the environment, and it was left at that. And it was what was so frustrating to me is the fact that the person that wrote this article or this blog does not understand that when you do have a water softener, you're using, you know, 70, at least 75% less soap. You're also going to um, use less chemicals for cleaning. And in addition to that, you're going to, you know, use less plastics going into the environment because you're using 75% less soap. And so it was really frustrating to see that. But I think I also look at that as an excellent, excellent opportunity to get your name out there as a professional, to get out there and see this particular person, um, you know, is in Minnesota. If there's somebody in Minnesota that's able to contact him and say, hey, can we talk so I can explain this to you? may get you the opportunity to get an article out there or talk with them on the radio, or if anything, just educate them. But also getting out, we talked about the local newspapers last week. Um, Get out and see if there's some sort of an article that you can write for your local newspaper or get some sort of a a company spotlight because you guys are the experts. And... and, um, people they they need to be educated on things like that instead of just getting the um you know seeing that it's bad to have a water softener from somebody who who has absolutely no idea what water softeners do probably
0: well that's that's, you know it it goes up on a higher level than that jen i mean yes that's the place to start and to be aware but you know that's that exactly is where you started to have well they're in in michigan um, you know, you've got essentially a softener ban because, uh, you know, the, the concerns with, with sodium in the water. That's why a lot of communities require the use of potassium chloride as opposed to um, sodium chloride. And if we in the industry are not involved in our local associations or, or involved with educating the people who are making the laws, you know, it, it's, we have to be a voice. On behalf of the industry, we just asked California, which you know has a softener band um, and you know Colorado uh, had impact. this is where the water quality association and organizations like them become so important because you know they they can keep their finger on the pulse of you know it starts with the blog and then it and then it turns into a, a bill and legislation and if you don't have somebody. Giving the sides of the you know the issue that you just spoke about the yes it's true you do have concentrated chlorides which is why you need a highly efficient water conditioner which you know you don't that's that is a strong argument against the little box store type softeners that that just you know are indiscriminate about how much um, regenerant they're they're putting in the drain often and and, and so you know and, and all the other environmental benefit that you're talking about. I mean, you talk about soap usage. Soap usage has to do with the plastics, but it also has to do with the chemicals, you know, that that they use to, the surfactants that they use to put in the soap to to make the soap work, you know. So, um, you know, putting less of those into the ground um, or into septic systems or into the sewers where where the municipalities are struggling to remove it because some of it's measured in parts per trillion, you know. So, um, you know, all of those things need to be represented in, and we have to educate them before they become an issue. Once once they start to pass those laws and the legislation occurs, what I often see is our, our states and localities re, being reactive instead of proactive. and and what you're suggesting there is, is proactive. It's getting involved. And one of the ways to do that, you know, with SEO, and I'm not going to go into that today, it's, it's um, search engine optimization, um, you know, with the way Google works now and, and just the very fact that this article from Minnesota showed up in your news feed, the way the Internet works is the more information that's out there, the more relevant it comes and the more likely it is to get in front of people. And so writing you know uh, writing things uh, blogs on a website or on a Facebook post or or even using social media, all of that stuff contributes to um, to getting that information out there so so it's it's one thing to post pictures of the company party that you just had I mean that's nice that that puts your company name in there, and that's good for marketing and advertising and making people aware that your company exists but in addition to that, writing a short educational paragraph somewhere or submitting a little blog somewhere or or letters you know shoot letters to the editor you know um or you know to the local newspaper when you see something just i mean especially the you know we talked about this on our topic last week submitting articles to the local newspapers all of those things get um you know they they end up getting out there and they are they are the way to educate the public and the customers. So um, very good suggestion. Thank you for that. So anybody else have anything that happened or, or questions we can answer? I want to talk a little bit about our topic today, then. I, I wanted to talk about – Somebody have something? You know there's the delay there sometimes as people are unmuting themselves. Um But I wanted to talk about digital presentations. So, you know, when I came in the industry, and many companies still do this. I saw one just this last week that was similar. Um, When I first came um, into the company uh, or into the industry, the presentation that I learned was on a flip chart. And I know many of you have seen this type of a presentation where you have a book that has pages. It's a three ring binder and it has pages. And, and you just flip through page at a page and and the presentation that you learned, the canned scripted presentation that you learn, you're supposed to sit down and talk about the company first and then about yourself. And then, and then the, you know, and then you go down and talk about the manufacturer and the products and you build this whole big story and the value and it's, and you have the hydrologic cycle on there and you have the, you know I have all this all this stuff on you just flip through and you basically tell a story it's It's a presentation almost like a page of you know it's a book of a powerpoint and and you just flip these pages and each page has its own script, and the customer is supposed to sit there. The husband and wife ideally the husband and wife is supposed to sit there and pay attention for the hour and a half or two hours or two and a half hours that you're flipping through this chart Then you get up and you do the sync demo and you you know and you test the water and it just walks you through this very scripted thing there are a lot of companies out there who still sell this way actually um there are a lot of sales people that um that still prefer to use the flipbook this is what they've known it's what they've done and and because there are so many of them it is what Many customers uh, expect from us, Um, and when probably five or six years after I I was in the industry, maybe not even quite that long, the manufacturer that I worked for put together a, um, or that I represented. It was, you know, I worked for a dealer that sold this particular brand, and and but the manufacturer put out a laptop. Digital presentation that frankly was really cool, and one of the things that I really liked about the digital presentation that they put out was its ability to jump you, you could customize and rearrange the pages and and you had the ability to jump from from one type of you know one page to another depending on the direction the presentation was going and the The reason I really liked that is, as many of you know, I believe very strongly in a customer centric uh, presentation, M- meaning you model it more after a doctor, where you walk into the office and, and the doctor spends, you know, on a 30-minute doctor's appointment, they're spending, um, you know, 20 to 25 minutes of it diagnosing and asking questions and, and finding out what, what ails you and what your concerns are um, before they make a recommendation, which is just a very small percentage of the time that you're spending at that doctor's office. That's the way I believe a sales presentation should be done where you go in and you, you spend a lot of time diagnosing and asking questions to the customer and finding out what their concerns are. And then you make a recommendation based strictly on those concerns on what they're looking for. Having a digital presentation allows you often to be able to, um, to jump to the specific pages, you know, pictures are good. Pictures work. I mean, pictures. Pictures do help show a customer what you're looking for. It's why it's why we do a hardness test, but then we also carry aspirin in our test kit. You know, the aspirin is a demonstration. It's and what does five grains mean to people? Sure, it's a unit of measurement. You can you know you can say it's the size of an aspirin tablet, but but what if you actually have an aspirin there, you know, or a bottle of aspirin, and they've got Ten grains of hardness in the water. You pull out two aspirins and show. For every one gallon of water, this is how much dissolved rock you have running through your pipes. You know that's a visual, and you do the same thing with the pictures, with the the you know the the things that you're showing them as you're describing the hydrologic cycle. Many people haven't seen the hydrologic cycle since fourth or fifth grade, and 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 so you know having a picture of it to explain to them how the stuff gets in the water and what the concerns are that. That the pictures definitely help. They, they, they help explain things. But the ability to jump back and forth um, from, pa- from the pages that, are, that matter, that are relevant, and rather than having, you know, kind of forcing the customer to, to flip through, to watch this flip through presentation. So before I go on and give a couple more suggestions on how to use it, I'm curious. Is there anybody on the call that has used either the Flipbook or any kind of digital presentation? If so, how are you using it? If you're not and you have it available to you, why aren't you using it? And I, I just I'm interested in a little bit of discussion over um, the opinions on on presentations, on, on using that type of a tool, specifically the digital presentation.
2: Stacey here i've been known to use both, but i use the book more than i use the digital
0: and why is that
2: i think a lot of it's just carrying not carrying quite as much stuff into the house
0: okay um, what so you were as opposed to a so you don't have your digital presentation on a tablet it's on a laptop or something
2: no, it's on a tablet, but because um, okay. our company's is only on is only an iPad version, so I have it on my iPad. Um, so I do carry it. It's in the car, and I I will say that I use it more for millennials than I do older people.
0: Okay. Um, so just
2: because that's more of their realm of thought. Is the digital?
0: Then
2: when I've got a sixty-five-year-old person, you know, they're not thinking in digital terms normally.
0: Right, right. Okay. Do you do you go all the way when you do that? Do you go all the way through your book? Do you flip page by page, or do you just know where everything's positioned in that book and you flip to it and you go to that page? I if that's
2: going to boil down to the. The question period, you know, what am I finding from them? If they've moved to the area and they've never had a softener before or drinking water, then I'm going into that in more detail. I'm going into explaining why we have so much hardness in our water in our area because people who have moved from the out of the area just don't understand why our water is crap. And explain it to them, explain how we can take care of that that goes
0: a long way into convincing them to make that investment. Yeah. And just to clarify to the customer, we're not calling the water crap, right? <laughs> so, no,
2: we're not calling the water.
0: Crap. They are normally. What's that? I so said they are. Yeah, uh, they, they they can, but you know we had um, the. I had a somebody that I was working with just this last week and and they really super person who had only been trained one way and and it was in- you could tell which manufacturer had trained them in the type of because they were talking about the garbage that was in the water and the dirt that was left behind and you know just all these these terms that were designed to to bring up a negative emotion in regards to um, you know the water and and this it's a it was municipal water that they were testing on and you know and just a reminder that the water quality association has the best practices and a code of ethics and if, yeah. if your company or you are members of the water quality association we have to be really careful about the words that we that we use and and you know the good rule of thumb with any of that stuff and this is one of the advantages to using you know, a presentation that's there because it does remind you of what words to use, so we don't get caught up in in the sales part, the sales motion, you know. But um, the um, but yes, I I, I sorry, I, that was just a little sidebar conversation there. Um, you yeah. said that and I we, we have a couple people on right is, now. <laughs> yeah,
2: I do tell people our water is well within the EPA limits. Mm-hmm. It's just as if you're not happy with it, that's what's most important. Yeah. Yeah. Is making you happy. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, they are well within the range.
0: Yeah. So, um, anybody else using a, a any type of a presentation or a digital presentation?
1: Kelly, our manufacturer has a uh, an option for a digital presentation. It's loaded onto the iPad and everything
0: like that. And it's actually really cool. Um, it helps you, you know, use your test kit and everything, and it helps. It really helps teach the customer. I personally don't use it just because I like to. Uh, I like to tailor my presentation just a little more, and I don't like to have the same thing to say every time. But I know mm-hmm. Jason. I don't know if Jason's on the call this morning, but Jason, Jason loves it, <laughs> and he sees a yeah. lot of success with it. So I, I will tell you, I've heard that, and I, you know, this came up because I saw this presentation with this flip chart, and and it just reminded me of how powerful even. And I mostly did it when I was in sales on a laptop. Now I had a laptop, I carried a laptop in, and I um, and I actually, uh, you know, I actually had a little portable printer that I printed off with. The, the the sales agreements with right there it had it mail merged and everything it was pretty cool. But um, but the um, but I had uh, you know I, I I was able to jump back and forth. Now one of the features that many of them have, and I think this this is really powerful. And and I don't know if your manufacturer has one or or not or what you're doing, but I, I did see this again. And I'm gonna admit that in training and working with people, I have not used this as detailed as I saw it. You know, if anybody has ever seen one of these long, if you've if you've not in the industry, if you not had an opportunity to see somebody do one of those really long canned presentations, um probably somewhere in the archives, somewhere in your owner's or manager's uh office, you there's a video um <laughs> Uh, you know a, a VHS tape somewhere of somebody doing this video. I mean, most of the main manufacturers had that stuff out there. Of, of and it's, I'm telling you, it's it's definitely worth watching. So would I recommend doing that two-hour thing? I just don't think that customers have the time. I also think that those presentations tend to be a lot more uh, with salespeople going and telling customers what they should be doing. They're, th- they're throwing out a net and hoping they catch. A concern the customer has. And I, I just have found it to be a lot more effective to be more customer centric. However, however, watching that presentation and seeing how to use either the digital presentation or a flip chart and going through and doing that and doing that thorough presentation is extremely valuable. And And I think sometimes what I tend to do, and as a trainer, this is it's not healthy. <laughs> it's not a good thing. And I need to be reminded of this sometimes. Um, but what I tend to do is to, to do kind of what you're talking about, Corey, you know, where you, you make it more tailored towards the customer, but then um, Stacy, you said something that I think is worth combining those two things. There were, you know, you said, if the customer has had a water softener or a drinking water system, you don't go into as much detail about it. What I've discovered when, and I, I remember this when I'm, when I actually see that thorough presentation is even if somebody did have a a softener before, they're still filling their soap compartments up. They, you know, They've had a softener for 30 years and they didn't know that you were supposed to use 75% less soap or that you could use the less expensive soaps and get it to work. So they're treating their water both chemically and mechanically because they weren't educated because we assumed that they'd had a softener and they and they knew to use less soap. So doing that thorough presentation, you know, uh, is is really really good. And then what I saw this week that I was kind of reminded of that I haven't done in a long time is the soap analysis. Now the company that I watched and was working with, um, they have the soap package, which you know a lot of companies do, right? Where they have this big five-year supply of soap, and that and different companies use it different ways. The way this company was using it is they they were demonstrating the value of this soap. That it's good soap. It's really good soap. Um, we actually sell it on the on at the MV Marketplace on com. You know, it's it's the company that we use. It's really good and it's 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 environmentally safe and and um, and it you know doesn't have the chemical additives in it and it's designed to work in soft water. It's a it's a really good soap. But they they sell this package that they break down you know the first thing they do and this is the part that i really like is they sit down and they they go through this um you know the soap analysis and they they very specifically ask how much do you spend on your groceries how much of this product do you buy what do you use this for how much of that and they and they demonstrate that you can cut down you know just by having a water softener cut down the amount of money spent on detergents and, and frankly over the course of five years or I've seen a lot of companies do that based on a warranty right so we can guarantee the system that the smallest amount of warranty it has is five years on the electronics or seven years on the electronics or you know whatever it is and then they they multiply the cost the very conservative numbers of what customers are spending on soap subtract you know even 30% from that and suddenly putting in the water softener has made them thousands of dollars and when you can do that kind of, if you've never seen that kind of soap analysis or breakdown, it is a really powerful way to demonstrate the value of of a water softener. A lot of the companies will give away, then give away the soap package, you know, of this stuff. and And it, I don't want to get into that. It's a really good soap, but different. You know some some people like to use their brand names, you know, so I think at the very least you should be doing the soap analysis and and demonstrating that they can use a lot less soap. but these presentations remind you to do that and 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 there are some companies out there that require their sales professionals to do those to do those flipbooks precisely for what you kind of alluded to, Corey, and I'm not suggesting that you're not closing well because I kind of did the same thing, but I think it's important that if we are going to, quote-unquote, tailor our presentation to the customer's needs, that we are really, truly tailoring our presentation to the customer's needs, not cutting stuff out of our presentation because we're making the assumption that the customer knew that already. And, and I'm, I am guilty of that more than anybody uh, probably because I, you know, you, you get quick about it. And I mean, I realized, you know, I'm working with a couple of different companies. And when I saw this other presentation this last week, I realized that I have not done a great job of training the new sales professionals of the need, you know, that I, that I've been working with over the last couple of months of the need to be more thorough and do that soap analysis and that, that, you know, cost breakdown and to really show the value of, of what um, of what those products are doing, so going you know this is this is where a lot of the companies they have that type of digital presentation or that even the flip chart presentation book and that what that does more than anything is it does remind you of the importance of discussing those things and educating our customers, which ultimately is our responsibility. We are there to serve. You know, sales should always be more about giving than taking, and it should be about educating those customers and. And the truth is, if you sell a water softener and you have not made that customer understand the value, you know understand that they can cut down that soap consumption, you've just because you made the sale, doesn't mean you did your job. You know we have a responsibility to make sure that we are educating the customers on what on what they're getting. Any final thoughts or comments on that questions. There was a lot to unpack on this call today. (laughs) Um, As always, everybody, I truly appreciate the opportunity to serve you Mm in this way. Um, Please have a great uh, weekend. Be very safe. And we will talk to you uh, next week, if not before. So thanks, everybody. Be safe.